Well, shiver me timbers, boys and girls. Welcome to the Harland Highway, everybody. I am your host, Harland. Middle name not disclosed. Williams. And uh, what a show we have for you today. We are... We're going to be discussing uh, a touchy topic. Um, you know, there's there's tension, there's a divide between Middle Eastern culture and North American culture, and, and all the uh, the unrest in the Arab world has not helped, um, you know, bring the two cultures closer together. It's, uh, it, it's made people a little anxious, and uh, some of the clothing that they wear is so unfamiliar to us that that can sometimes make us anxious too. So we're going to talk to a gentleman who has found a way to kind of ease that tension, that trepidation that exists. And uh, he says he has an innovative way to bring our two cultures closer together. Also, big announcement. I told you that uh, I was going to buy a Tesla, the new electric car, and it just might be here. I might be able to tell you a little bit about it. Um, in fact, I will tell you about it. I'm very excited. Um, so stick around and, uh, let's get going. Let's have some fun today because this is the electric Harland highway. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce the Harland highway. I promise you, I will please you all. Believe me. What is he like? What's he like anyway? You're listening to Harlan Williams. Why don't you give me a name and a face and a reason why? Oh man, what do you expect? You guys kick along, man. <laughs> it's over, Johnny. It's over. Nothing is over. You just don't turn it off. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harlan Highway. Weird. Just plain weird. You know what I mean? Welcome to the Harland Highway. Oh, you get your money's worth, believe me. Okay, so what what are we doing? Okay, all right. So there was a a, a story in the news uh, that, um, and 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 I think we're all sensitive to this. We're all aware of this. That uh, you know, as as tensions and unrest flare up in the Middle East. Uh, and and the emergence of ISIS and ISIL and and uh, you know the Al Qaeda and all all the things that are that are happening in that region of the world, there's become a, a level of uh, shall we say maybe some mistrust and and maybe some fear that has uh, been a byproduct of, of terrorist activity. It's, it's made North Americans sensitive and a little leery of, of the Middle Eastern cultures, and, and in particular, maybe some of their customs, uh, the way they dress. Um, and, uh, and, Roger, you're telling me we got a guy today that, yeah. Okay, we've got, we've got a gentleman from the Middle East who uh, who wants to uh, address that problem and uh, he says he's found a solution or a partial solution to uh helping the two cultures acclimate and and not be suspicious or fearful of one another which I think is a healthy thing and 
What, he's on the line now? Okay. Yeah, p put him through, Raj. Yes, put him through. Hello, Mr. Fozzy Stodd. Hello, how are you today, Mr. Williams? Um, hello, sir. How are you today, Mr. Williams? I'm good, Mr. Fozzy Stodd. Uh, interesting call. How are you today, Mr. Williams? I'm, I'm, I'm good, sir. Interesting call that you... How are you today, Mr. Williams? I'm, I'm good, sir. Thank you for asking. Okay, dokie, then. Um, so, so, you are... I, I, I'm not sure I understand this, but you are, you're from the Middle East. Yes, I'm from the Middle East and the country, and I'm looking to talk to you and sell very important product. You can sell, sell a very important product? Yes, I want to sell very, very important product to help, help North Americans uh, not be afraid by the Middle Eastern culture, uh, to not be afraid by uh, people coming from the Middle Eastern countries, like talking about Iraq, uh, Iran, uh, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, places like this, uh, Syria, uh, Turkey, places like this. Okay, well, you might have, you might be right there, sir. I, th I think. You know, there is a certain stigma nowadays with, with a lot of the unrest of violence in the Middle East that you're right. People might have an apprehension or or be concerned about, uh, you know, people fr from Middle Eastern cu countries because of uh, all, all the conflict. Absolutely. And what I want to do is help help transgression is, if that's even a word, uh, did you say transgression A's? Yes, is that even a word? Is what? Is that even a word? Is that even a word? That is what I said. Is that even a word? Yeah, trans transgression A's isn't a word, sir. It's it's not in the English dictionary. I, I think what you're trying to say is you're trying to help North Americans kind of um you know, bridge the gap between our two cultures and and not be fearful or intimidated by some of the uh, ways of the Middle East. Is, is that accurate? I think you said it very, very sweetly. Like, you said it like a Saudi Arabia sweet bread. Well, well thank you, I guess. And how are you going to help North Americans become more comfortable, more familiar with, uh, with, with the, you know, the Middle Eastern culture? Well, it's very simple. I think one of the things you have to do is they are not, not accustomed to our wardrobe. We wear long flowing veils. We, we wear veil on our face. We wear long robes. We wear veil on our head. And most of all, I think most people are getting uh, very uncomfortable around the barca. Uncomfortable around the what? I get uncomfortable around the burka. The the blur the burka burka. You know burka burka. The, the burka. That's what that's what I'm saying. The burka. Okay, you're talking about the the, the it's a, it's a robe and a veil that 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 women wear. It's a, it's a full body suit. And basically covers them completely except for a little slit 
where their eyes are 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 accessible. Exactly. Most people get very uncomfortable. They don't like the body to be of the woman's to be covered up in the body. And so they get uncomfortable. When they see a woman in a barca walking around in a mall, walking around in the street, and I got a barca that their eyes are sticking out. It's very unnerving to people. It, it is very unnerving, and you're right. Maybe... Maybe if you could, uh, you know, somehow make that more comfortable for people, um, that that would help with the, you know, the relations between the two the two cultures. Exactly, and so what we are doing is we are trying to get the burka out to people and make them relaxing. Okay, and how do you how do you get the burka out to North Americans? Uh, how how do you get them invested? How do you get them involved in 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 this piece of wardrobe? Well, Mary, North American have fish tank in their house. A fish tank. A fish tank. Yes, most of the North American neighborhood people in the house or the John Kruger Mellon Camp one thing in their little pink houses. Little pink houses, yes. And in their little houses, they have the fish swimming around in the fish tank. Okay, they have the fish swimming around in the fish tank, yes. And what they got is the goldfish, the big goldfish. You know, you know this type of fish, the goldfish? Yes, we, we, we know the goldfish. And you have the goldfish with the big puffy eyes. They look like a man's testicles, big, round, puffed-up eyeballs. Yeah, you're talking about, I think they're actually called the big-eyed goldfish. It's a goldfish, and it looks like there's two big air sacs around their eyes. Exactly. And so what I do is I, I own a pet shop. Frazadier's pet, Pets and Puppies down on Melrose Boulevard, very fun fish and poopies. F- fun fish and poopies? Fun fish and poopies. Little furry poopies. Little furry poopies. Poopies. I said little poopies. Oh, oh, puppies, puppies. That's what I'm saying. I sell fish or I sell poopies. And we got the big-eyed goldfish, the big, bulgy-eyed goldfish. Okay. And what we do is we make waterproof burka. I'm sorry, could you say that again? We make waterproof burka. You've made a waterproof burka? That's right. We put the burka on the gold, the big-eyed goldfish, and their big, puffy eyes stick out of the underwater burka. Their eyes look like the man's testicles after a man been hit with a golf club in the testicles. Well, that's okay. I'm not sure I like the way you're wording that, but you're telling me that you're taking those big-eyed goldfish and you're putting waterproof burkas on them and letting their big, bulgy, testicle-like eyes stick through the burka? Yes, we figure if people can't get used to the, the fish eyes, the big fat fish eyes coming out of the burger, okay, a North American, they get used to because they, they love 
They love the goldfish. They love their aquarium. Okay? They love it. They love it. They love if they could, they could make love to their aquarium. <laughs> well, I don't know if someone's going to make love to their aquarium. I make I make a joke. I make a North American joke. Of course, you don't make a love to your aquarium. Okay, I'm joking. Okay, I I, I got ya. But we do have the goldfish with the big fucking testicle eyes. Okay, well, watch the language, Fazizel. So I apologize. I get so excited. And we get the fish, goldfish eye, big puff-up goldfish eye. We put it in the underwater burka on the, and their eyes stick through and they swim around. And people in North America look in the, in the fish tank and they see, oh, beautiful, beautiful goldfish with big puffy eye like testicles sticking out of underwater burka. And they like the eyes. They love the eyes. They must even want to pull the fish out of the water and kiss the eyes, maybe lick on the eyes. Okay, I don't think people are going to want to lick the eyes, but I, I think I get what you're saying. So, so because people like goldfish, uh, North Americans are familiar with fish, that they, they provide comfort to a degree. If we start off by putting these big-eyed goldfish in burkas and their big fat eyes stick through the burka, this will in turn make people comfortable when and and get familiar with seeing a a Middle Eastern woman walking down the street in a burqa. Exactly. It's a foolproof plan. You get a goldfish in a burqa and then everybody going to be happy. Everybody assimilate and everybody get used to us in the, all the propaganda, all, all the horrible things people say and feel and all the tension between the Arab world and the Muslim world and the Middle Eastern cultures, we all put that toward the side. We, we live in harmony. The North American culture and the, the uh, Middle Eastern culture. Well, it's a kind of an oddball place to start, but... I think everything starts somewhere, isn't that right? I 100% true. Whatever you just said, I totally agree with. So come down to Fajizel's gold fish and poppies, and you go get your goldfish, and you we're going to throw a bur- underwater burka on the goldfish, and maybe we throw, maybe some of the fish we throw an underwater turban. A, t- a turban? It's a turban, turban for your head, up on your head. Oh, a turban. That's right. You put the gold underwater goldfish with the barca. We got the turban, and the people got used to it, okay? Wow, okay, I guess, you know, I guess so. Okay, now I've got to go. I've got customers. I've got customers waiting. I'll talk to you later. Okay, thank you. Goodbye, Fazizel. Is it, did, he, did he hang up? Yeah. Okay, wow, that, that's kind of a, I, it's an interesting concept. I mean, at this point, anything helps, you know, and, and if, 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 putting, if putting goldfish in burkas, because he, he's right, Fajijal's right, that, that, that p- people love goldfish, and, 
and people are scared by the burqa maybe because they're not accustomed to it, maybe marrying the two is a good way to start the process, you know, getting people acclimated to seeing a burqa. So you could have your own fish tank with your goldfish swimming <laughs> swimming around with their big uh, puffy goldfish eyes sticking out of the burqa. So there you go. Uh, great, great conversation. Uh, great to start the healing and the understanding. Wow. Okay, let's move on, Raj. What else we got? Okay, it's here. I can't contain myself any longer. Guess what I picked up yesterday? Yes, my new car, the Tesla. I got the electric car, the Tesla. Oh, my God. You know, I think I told you guys way back when I first started thinking about it, the reason I kind of gravitated towards the Tesla is because I was just so bored with with all the cars that were out there. No offense to anybody and the brand of car they drive, but I kind of maintained that cars are just kind of the same thing. You know, they might throw a different panel on it. They might throw a different kind of audio player. They might throw a little thing on the grill or something, but essentially all cars, are they're just, it's the same old thing. Same engine under the hood, same interior, same dashboard, same same everything, okay? And some may go faster, some may have more cylinders, some may, but it's the same old gasoline-driven, oil-driven engine, blah, blah, blah. And the interiors all kind of do the same things. And I was just, I was just, uninspired to get a new car and I told you guys enter Tesla I went and started sniffing around I went to a showroom I looked at it I asked a lot of questions I ended up uh, going for a test drive yada 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 and and suddenly I got stimulated I got excited by a car that offered a whole new brand of technology not just under the hood but also on the interior Okay, uh, Elon Musk, the, the founder and creator of Tesla, basically says driving a Tesla is basically like driving a computer around. And it's true, the whole inside of the car is, is, is very automated, and, it, and the, 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 the front panel, it looks like an iPad. Everything lights up, and you can scroll through it, and you can, you can connect to your phone, and you can connect to the Internet, and you can connect to all the functions uh, going on in your car. You can, you can kind of touch stuff and, and change stuff as you're driving. You can, you can change the, the level of your suspension. You can change the, 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 uh, the rate of your acceleration. You can do all kinds of really cool things with, with the motor and with the all physical parts of the car itself. Um, so I go down to Tesla. They tell me my car is ready. I don't know if you know this, but when you order a Tesla, they actually put it together for you. You basically go to their website. You decide you want a car, and then you go on the website, and you just start picking out all the pieces. Uh, you pick out the color. You pick out the upholstery. You pick out uh, kind of the perks and things you want. If you want a sunroof, if you want different tires, all that stuff. And what's great is it's all there. You pick it and you put it together, and um, it's all priced out. There's no tricks. 
and uh, you put your car together, and then they build it for you, and you pick it up like uh, you know a month or two months later, depending on what their timing is. So I've been waiting for mine for I guess about a uh, month and a half, two months, nothing crazy. And uh, I put all the pieces together, and uh, I got myself a, a cool Tesla. And then what else has been a, a surprise to me, which was really good, um, is is the the sales uh, team. Uh, you know, we've all bought a car. I think we all go in and we always feel like, you know, they're trying to, you know, kind of sleaze us over. The car dealer guys, that no offense, but the, there's this element of, you know, they're trying to squeeze me. Oh, it's an extra four grand for this. It's an extra three grand for that. At least that's been my experience. I've always felt like buying a car has been very stressful and, and very, uh, I was always dealing with a bit of a shyster. And, uh, you know, that not, not everyone, but I, I think it's kind of a, it's kind of just a, a stigma that's attached to, to car dealerships. And, you know, let's face it, a lot of these guys work off commissions. And so they, they, they got to squeeze the lemon and try and get as much money as they can out of you. And, and I don't like that feeling, but with Tesla, there was no upsell. You know, they kind of, they bring you in and the guys are very non-intrusive. They're not, they're not pushy. They're, they're more like just friendly guys. They're like, Hey, how you doing? Welcome to Tesla. Yeah, we have great cars. You want to take a look? Here's what we got. And then, you know, there, there's no like, and for an extra 20 bucks, we're going to do this for you. You know, it's all kind of there on the website. So that was a good feeling, and and there was a lot of correspondence. They're always emailing you and following up with you and phoning you and saying, hey, how you doing? Let's get your charger ready. Let's do this, blah, blah, blah. So there was a lot of correspondence, and uh, basically at Tesla, they say, welcome to the family. They, they kind of bring you into the Tesla family, and I got to say, it kind of feels like that. It's not pretentious. They don't hit it too hard. Uh, it doesn't feel creepy or weird. It just feels very kind of a mixture of business-like and at the same time um, kind of like more of an emotional connection to their customers. And that's a good feeling. That's a hard balance to find, and I feel like they did that successfully with me at least. Um, and so the big day comes. You know, we as I told you before, I got the charger put in at my house. And then the big day comes. They say, come on down. Let's schedule a time. And I went down to their, their showroom. And, you know, they say, your car's ready. And I, I show up. And there it is. It's sitting in this beautiful showroom with shiny floors and that big Tesla logo on the wall. And I see my car sitting there. And it's all shiny and new. And they put a giant bow on the front windshield. Looks like a Christmas present, even though I paid for it. Um. And then they spend about an hour with you, an hour and a half. You do you do the paperwork, but then the bulk of that meeting was for uh, one of their guys to show you the, all the functions of the car, which I'd kind of gone through when I went for the test drive, but, you know, it still wasn't my car at that point. It was kind of a test drive, so I didn't really learn everything. And so these guys took me through everything in the car, and I just all that stuff I was looking for that I told you about, the excitement, the, the tingling inside, the, oh, my God. I, I could hardly contain myself when the guy was showing me 
all the bells and whistles of the technology and how the car runs and all the things that it does. And I, I was just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. It's so cool. Like, and and I, I likened it to almost like, remember when we had cell phones and those big bulky ones came out at the beginning and the flip phones and all that? And then all of a sudden the iPhone came out. And it did so much more than any other phone. It, 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 was, it blew our minds, and it's still blowing our minds. That's what a Tesla's like. It's almost like driving an iPhone. You get in, and there's no noise because there's no engine. It's completely silent. There's no shifting gears. There's all this technology on the dashboard. Um, I mean, it, it, it's just a different type of ride. And, and, and it's interesting. Once I got in the car, and I don't want this to sound pretentious or snobby or snooty, but this is a real reaction I had. Forget about the price of the Tesla. Forget about anything like that. A reaction that I had when I got in the Tesla and I started driving it, when I started passing other cars or when I was sitting in traffic, I seriously had this feeling looking at all the other cars going, oh my God, look at these dinosaurs. Look at these old, I'm surrounded by a bunch of old, and I started visualizing what was under the hood of all the other cars around me. And, and there's you, you've seen under the hood of a car, there's this big engine. Okay, automobile engines are big and they're heavy and they're clunky and they've got all kinds of moving parts and they smell and they got belts and they got spark plugs and they got pistons and they got chambers and they got, I mean, there's so much going on there and there's oil and gas and transmission fluid and, you know, coolant and all this, all this stuff. And. And I, I just started thinking, oh, my God, it's almost like I felt like I was back in the old days with the fo- old Ford Model Ts where they, where they wind the cars up at the front in the grill. And all of a sudden, I felt like I was like in this modern vehicle and all the cars around me were old. And all of a sudden, the cars around me, like the cool cars, like the BMWs with the logo on the hood and the Mercedes with the with the Mercedes logo in the grill, I started seeing all these people going by. And just a week ago, I thought, oh, man, those cars are so cool. And I swear to God, I saw people going by in them, and I thought, ooh, those, how, how old, how ancient. You ever, you ever see an old guy driving around in a, in a Corvette Stingray? Like a 1980 or 1990 version of, of the Corvette Stingray? And you just go, oh, man, that guy's out of date. That guy's out of touch. That's, at least for me, that's what it felt like. And I'm not trying to hold it over and, oh, I've got a Tesla. You don't. That's not where this is coming from. It's coming from a a futuristic point of view. It's coming from a moving the technology, moving the auto industry forward point of view. And I, 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 I'm hoping everyone has an electric car or a Tesla or something like that uh, soon because it, it, once you get in it, you realize, man, why haven't we been doing this? And there's, there's people out there that are saying, oh, well, you know, as far as the environment goes, you're, uh, you're still uh, burning coal. Coal, is, you, coal plants burn to make the electricity. 
Well, before you get on the whole coal burning, you know, electricity generating, destroying the environment, coal plant bandwagon, uh, just so you know, I live in California and um, I guess uh, as of 200 and, uh, 2005, California had 10 coal-fired generating plants at eight locations in 2005. And I don't know that there's that many anymore, but but the capacity of these coal plants generated 0.7% of the state's total electric generating capacity. So not a lot. So you got to you got to uh, figure there's a hydroelectric power, there's wind power, there's solar power, there's uh, nuclear power. So there's a lot of different alternatives to um, coal burning facilities, and I think a lot of coal burning facilities are being phased out in the United States, and a lot of places are starting to turn to alternative sources of energy, which um, is very helpful to uh, the cause of the electric car. So, so even though yes, I will acknowledge that that coal burning plants still exist and are not good for the environment, I think we're starting to move away from coal and into uh, other means that support the electric cars in a more organic way. And certainly here in California, we're already at that place. So so I hear your argument, but don't get fixated on that argument because I think, I think um, you know, this country is moving towards getting g- cleaner and greener. Um, so don't be a, a, a naysayer. Don't be a Debbie Downer and jump on the whole, uh, you know, don't look for reasons to not want the electric car is what I'm saying, because think about it, you know, that there's, you know, you're still going to have coal burning plants and you're still going to have 50 million, uh, you know, or whatever the number is, the vehicles on, on the roads in North America spewing out exhaust. So if you can have a few coal-burning plants and still have 50 million vehicles, but they're not spewing out toxic exhaust, well, I think at the end of the day, even though you've got the coal plants, you're still going to come out ahead in terms of emissions and damage to the environment. Now, I'm not a I'm not an environmental scientist, but that seems to be common sense. Anyhow, I don't want to get into all the science of it. I'm 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 here more to uh, talk about the the car, celebrate the car, and um, in any ways, it it's just very exciting. It's a lot of fun, and uh, you know, here's hoping that one day everyone can can get into one of these and. And even if electric cars aren't the answer, what I really like is that finally, after decades and decades of the car kind of being stuck in the same kind of groove, the Tesla and electric cars are starting to change the dynamic, starting to change the picture for the car making industry. And so that means we might even go beyond electric capacity maybe guys will start wrapping their heads around other ways to move vehicles around that's even less invasive to our environment and less toxic to our environment so i i think it's a good thing it's is it perfect no but it's it's a great step for all of us in a new direction um when it comes to cars and then the last thing i'll say is what's really cool about this car too is 
because it's so computerized, uh, the car, much like a cell phone, uh, is constantly hit with updates. So you get in your car and your dashboard tells you that you have an update and you push it and your car downloads updates. So let's say they've figured out a way to, uh, to give you longer battery life. Will you press the update? Let's say they have a way to improve your navigation system or your stereo system or your, your steering system or your suspension or whatever it may be. Uh, you just download it. And, and uh, there's been word in the media that, that the next step for the Tesla is you're going to be able to download a Tesla download that will allow you to d be driverless. Your car can uh, drive driverless working on sensors already uh, buried in the car. So it's very exciting, very cool, and uh, there you go. My Tesla has landed. So I'm going to be out there driving it, having fun, and uh, if anything interesting comes up with the car, I will keep you posted. Um. And uh, man, is it fast. I mean, that, that, that Tesla, when you hit the accelerator, there's no transmission. There's no uh, changing gears. It's just a surge of electric power. And you, I think the car goes from 0 to 60 in 3.1 seconds or something. It literally pushes your head back into the seat. It's quite phenomenal. Uh, so a lot of great things. Maybe you want to go test drive one. Even if you don't have the money, they're not going to ask you. You could go to a Tesla dealership and go get behind the wheel and see for yourself. Um, so there you go. That That's my story so far. And uh, I'll keep you posted as I'm driving my Tesla right down the middle of the Harland Highway. I can't believe it's not bothered. Hey, Harland, there's someone on line three. Oh, it, is it that guy again? From the pet shop, Fazili, or whatever his name is? Yeah, I figured. Okay, yeah, put put him through. I don't mind. H hello, Fazili? Are you there, sir? Hello, Harland. How are you? I I'm good, sir. You're back on the line? Yes, I forgot to tell you something about the... I was talking about my, my borka at the uh, fish and poopies. Yes, your fish and poopies pet shop. Yeah, fish and poopies. Yeah, fish and puppies. That's right. You said poopies. I said fish and poopies. Well, you just said the same thing, sir. I want to tell you that I forgot to mention that we were talking about the borkas, the goldfish with the borkas, their eyes coming out of the borkas. Yes, the, the burqa, the Middle Eastern uh, wardrobe, the Afghani wardrobe, where you can just see the eyes on a woman. Yes, we also have on sale for uh, just a limited time only, for uh, the next uh, three weeks, we have the owl burqa. The, the what, sir? The owl burqa. The owl what? The owl burka, the owl up in the tree. Oh, owl! Yes, we have the owl burka. I'm not. I'm not sure what you mean, sir. Well, the owls they have the very big eyes. They have the big eyes. They sit up in the pine tree. They sit up in the cedar tree. They sit up in the birch tree, and they got the big eyes. They, they got, yes, if owls have very, very, very big eyes. 
Exactly. So we sell in order to try and bring the two cultures together, Middle Eastern, North American culture. Not only do we have the underwater burka for the goldfish, but we also, if you live in a neighborhood where you have owls up in the trees. Yeah, many, many people in North America, it's common to have owls up in their trees. Exactly, and we want to put a burka on the owls so their big eyes can stick out. And people like the owls, people get used to the burka. The owl up in the tree, wearing the burka, and their big eyes are sticking out of the burka. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I guess so. I think that would kind of look a little scary. Well, what's scary, Mr. Williams, is that there is a divide between North American culture and the Middle Eastern culture. Okay. So we have to get over our fears, and if we see an owl with the big eyes and the burka, we go, Oh, look, there is an owl. I'm familiar with the owl. Oh, what is the owl wearing? Oh, the owl is wearing a burka from the Middle Eastern country. He's wearing the owl, the great horny owl is wearing an Afghanistan burka. Okay. And I cannot see all of the owl, but I can see the owl's eyes, big, big, big eyes, sticking, shining in the moonlight through the burka. Okay, so that the the owl's eyes are sticking through the burka, and people are going to... Isn't that going to be weird looking up into a pine tree, and there's, there's a wild owl... Wandering around on the branches in a, in a burka? Well, Mr. Williams, if you can come up with another idea to help, uh, you know, bridge the divide between the two cultures, I'm all ears. But for now, I've got a big-eyed goldfish with the underwater burka. And now, with special on sale, for three weeks only, we have the wild owl burka. Okay, while, and how much is an owl burka? $475 for just a one. Wow, that sounds a little outrageous. Well, that's because we are cornered the market. Not many people make a burka for the owl. No, I, I don't think anybody's making burkas for owls. And later in the year, for those of you who like to go underwater, under snorkeling or deep sea diving, we make a burka for the giant squid. For the, did you say the giant squid? Yes, the giant squid, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, have the biggest eye of any living organism on the planet Earth. Are you yeah, I think that that is a scientific fact. The giant squid apparently has the biggest eye of any living creature on the planet. And so imagine you are underwater, you are snorkeling, you are deep sea diving, the bubbles are coming up, and all of a sudden you see giant squid go by. Okay. But instead of just swimming by with all his eight legs hanging out, all messy and sloppy. Right. You see giant squid go by, but all you see is his giant five-foot eye sticking out of the squid, the burka. So you're making, you're making giant squid burkas? 
just in an attempt to try and help people get used to seeing the Borka. And then when they see they see the goldfish in the Borka, they see they see the owl up in the tree, hoo 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 in the Borka, and then they go underwater swimming, having time in the bubbles. They see the giant squid, a seven foot eye sticking out of the Borka. Okay, I, you know what? It's a cockamamie idea, Fazizel, but I guess no one else is really doing anything to, to, to kind of help bridge this gap, as you say. Precisely. So I just wanted to call back, let you know of all the exciting things we are doing with the Borka. Are you having trouble saying Borka? Sometimes when I say Borka too much, I get I, I get the uh, tongue tied, you know. I understand. It's it's a tricky word. And maybe later next year we are working on a thing for the children. Okay. It's kind of like a Dr. Seuss type thing. You know Dr. Seuss? Yeah, Dr. Seuss. He did uh, green eggs and ham and the the Lorax. Yes, later in the year for the kids, we are going to do the orca. You know what the orca is? The orca, the killer whale? Yes, we are going to do for the kids the orca in the borka. The orca in the bork in 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 the borka in in the burka. Yes, we're going to do orca in the borka. So then the kids go out to do whale watching. They are eating a sandwich on the edge of a boat, and they kill out whale or the orca come up. He's completely covered in the in the borka. And maybe we even talk to SeaWorld, and so when uh, Willie or whatever the stupid whales' names are. Well, they're not. They're not stupid. Well, they always give the whale a stupid name like Okichoki or Chimo or something. But whatever it is, the fish, the, the orca, they jump up in the water at the SeaWorld. They touch the ball hanging in the air. The, the trainer ride around on the back of the the the, the, the orca, and now we, to help people see, we put the orca in a borka. Okay, I I get, I think you're reaching now. Well, maybe I'm reaching across the ocean to help bridge the divide between Arabian, Saudi Arabian, and North American cultures. Are you okay? Sorry, I had to hit myself. I, I thought I heard that, yes. So that is all for now. Orca in the Borka, owl in the Borka, giant squid in the Borka, and of course our goldfish in the underwater Borka. Okay, well, thank you for the update, Fazizel, and, and uh, let us know how it goes. 100%. I have some customers now. I will have to go. We'll talk to you soon. Happy Borka, and God bless America, United States of America. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Wow. Um, is he gone? Yeah. Okay. Boy, so some pr- pretty far out ideas there, but y- you know, he might have a point. I mean, that 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 piece of wardrobe, the the burka, is very intimidating. Uh, and and maybe he's got a point to to soften the effects of the of the burka. Maybe if we start putting some of our most beloved 
cutest, uh, you know, pets and critters into the burqa. It'll help people uh, adapt. So, so why not, right? Thank you for calling in. And boy, we we kind of used up a lot of time on that call. Uh, we are at the end of the show. So let's uh, let's uh, call it. And uh, boy, thanks for being here, everybody. Let's see if I uh, if I have any announcements announcements to make right here right to now. Um, if you want to write to me, you can write to me at harlandwilliams.com, or you can uh, call me. Uh, there is a phone number at harlandwilliams.com right there on the homepage. It's three two three seven three nine. 4330 and uh you can leave me your thoughts your comments your insults your praise your you can breathe heavy you can whistle whatever you want to do it's it's your it's just a voice machine so you're not going to be talking to anyone and if i like your message i'll put it on the show how about that and i encourage the ladies to call in we don't get enough of the girl the woman folk calling into the show don't be shy ladies um, just so you know, uh, one wonderful lady called in from Florida not too long ago, and I ended up going to her work and spending the day at Bush Gardens with her. So who knows, ladies, you call in and maybe I'll spend the day with you at your work. You just don't know. So don't be shy. Don't be shy around me. I own a Tesla. Okay. Do not fear the Tesla. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, let's get to some, some, uh, stand-up comedy gigs. Um, we're going to move right over into April because I don't have anything going in March here. Uh, but starting in April, April 9th to the 11th, I will be at Hilarities in Cleveland, Ohio. Great club. Come on down. Uh, then later in the month, uh, I will be in Nova Scotia at the Halifax Comedy Festival. One night only. April 22nd, get your tickets. Uh, you can go to my website, harlanwilliams.com, click on the stand-up tour link, and you can uh, book your tickets right through there. Then on April 23rd to the 25th, I am in Connecticut at Comics with an X, Comics. Get your tickets for there. And then the following week, April 30th to May 2nd, I will be in Ontario, Canada, in the nation's capital, Ottawa, the Ottawa Yuck Yucks. And then dare I go into May, I will be at um, I will be at, uh, at a club in, in Buffalo uh, uh, in, in May 7th to uh, May 10th. And I'll give you more information about that as we get closer. So uh, it's a club called Helium. It's a great club, uh, May 7th. So uh, yeah, man. Check it out. Uh, thanks for uh, being here. And uh, I look forward to uh, the next show with you guys. Tell your friends to get on the Harland Highway. Thank you so much for being here. Um, until next time, chicken chow mein, baby.